0: Hello and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who wanna be among the very best in this field. You wanna accomplish great things. You wanna challenge yourself. You wanna grow and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. If you're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark.
1: Buenos dias, mis amigos. Clark Van Dievender here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope that you are having a great day, all right. Uh, in today's episode, I am going to continue using Brian Tracy's book, be a sales superstar as a jumping off point. If you have not listened to the last episode of the podcast, that's okay. Listening to that episode, it look, it's not a pre no prerequisites required for listening to this episode of the podcast, but in the last episode of the podcast, I just read three sections or kind of, I, I used Brian Tracy's book, uh, BSL Superstar as a jumping off point and shared some commentary. All right, and there's lots of stuff that us fundraisers can pick up from sales books. It, it always needs a little bit of translation, but there's a lot of stuff we can pick up. Fundraisers don't read enough sales books. They also don't read enough. Um, I think sales books are good. They, fundraisers don't read enough psychology books or right like books on understanding psychology and just how people are wired like those are the books we should be reading sales books too I love Brian Tracy um, and the good sales books are the ones that view selling as a form of service right that's the kind of sales books that we fundraisers should be reading because the kind of fundraising we do, right? It is fundraising as a form of service. We aren't just getting from a donor. We are seeking to give, to add value to their life. All right. Hey, my. you may notice, by the way, my voice a little, okay, it's getting better. I, I started having trouble with my voice on Friday. It is now Tuesday as I record this but i started having trouble with my voice on friday and then over the weekend on on saturday man my family and i we went to a football game we watched the alabama crimson tide defeat the defeat the university of tennessee in an absolutely electrifying atmosphere at bryant denny stadium here in tuscaloosa incredible game I hung out with about 100,000 friends and did a lot of screaming, but my voice is getting a little bit better. Now, you may suggest that I take the day off from podcasting and let my voice recover, but I am not good at rest. So, here we are. All right, I am looking at chapter 9 of this book. I'm just going to I'm going to use this as a jumping off point again. Uh, chapter 9 from this book is on building long-term relationships. A couple of things uh, in here. Um, well, okay, he has a quote here, fully 85% of the happiness and success you enjoy in life will be determined by the quality of your relationships with others. Um, he's got the relationship selling model, Okay, first of all, the relationship selling model is based on trust. Yes, trust. Um, Okay, four things here. The building and maintaining of high quality sales relationships proceeds in four stages. We call this the relationship selling model. The first stage, roughly 40% of the sell is in the developing of trust. This is best achieved by asking good questions and listening closely to those answers. All right, so as fundraisers, we talk about right, discovery, cultivation, solicitation, and stewardship. This is that discovery and cultivation process. You've gotta spend a lot of time first discovering, is this a qualified prospect? And then in cultivation, asking good strategic questions that, get the, that gets the donor talking so you can discover who it is they are, and what, what motivates them, what would inspire them to give, right it's it's the same in the sales relationship so you're going to spend about yeah a a good percentage of your time not on solicitation but on on this first stage of asking good questions and listening closely to the answers um he goes on here and says that um it says in a recent survey of the members of the purchasing managers association of america c- concluded that the sales these professional buyers rated as the best were the people who asked the most questions before attempting to sell all right so ask lots of questions uh, se- the second stage of building high quality sales relationships uh 30 of the process is focusing on identifying the true needs and wants of the prospect instead of talking about what you are selling. You ask questions about the prospect and his or her situation. You probe the answers you get. As Stephen Covey says, seek first to understand and then to be understood. All right, again, lots and lots of questions. That's why we always say, right, you should be listening 75% of the time and only talking 25% of the time. Uh, Number three, once you have built a high level of trust, by asking questions and seeking to understand how your product or service can help the prospect in some way. You move to phase three, that's 20% of the relationship selling model where you are presenting solutions, right? So you've spent all this time asking questions, right? Building trust, and now you are ready to say like, hey, look, I've got an opportunity for you here, right? If you'll give a gift right here to help us accomplish this, Like I can scratch all those itches that you have. Uh, and then for, um, phase four, the final 10% of the relationship selling model, you ask, uh, for confirmation from the prospect that what you are offering and what he or she needs are the same. You ask the prospect to make a decision and you take action on your offering. You close the sale. All right. So this is actually right. Asking for the gift and closing the gift um and and again this is a very small portion of the actual donor relationship i've talked about this in the past about how we sometimes think about uh, asking for a gift as being um right we we make the we make the ask and then we negotiate the close um and, and we deal with objections right but if you are doing a good job of asking questions along the way you should be uncovering uh, potential objections before you make the ask and dealing with objections before you make the ask so dealing with objections isn't just part of closing right it's part of cultivation um all right uh second jumping off point we're gonna take from brian tracy today this is from chapter 11 on educational selling i'm really big on this educational selling, we are constantly trying to educate our donors and drop little bits of education into what could otherwise be just a throwaway line. So if I'm traveling and a donor says to me, like, Hey, what, you know, just making conversation, right? The donor says, Hey, when are you flying home? I could say I'm flying home on Thursday. Or I could say, here's what I could say. I'm flying home on Thursday. Like I need to be in the office on Friday because I'm working with a donor who's making a gift of appreciated stock. I'd asked them to give a gift to help with our new conference center. And they wanted to do it, but they didn't think they had the money. Then they realized they had this stock. They started accumulating like 30 years ago. And they're gonna make the gift using that stock. So they're able to make the gift directly. They can just give us the stock, save on taxes, and see the conference center built so they're so excited right you see what i've done there i've educated the donor i've talked about a giving vehicle this donor they themselves may be interested in using at some point and i've also positioned myself as the kind of person who handles these types of transactions like if there was any doubt about what my job was for the organization i've now made it very clear on what my job is right clark is the kind of guy who handles these transactions clark's not just like like here to thank me like clark is a mover and shaker people are giving him stock they started accumulating 30 years ago uh, but the educational form of selling that brian tracy is talking about here uh, is a little bit different i think that and here's what he's talking about i think that most development professionals way overestimate what their donors know about their organization. We've got our heads so deep into our organization, and we way overestimate what donors know about us. Uh, So this is chapter 11, use educational selling with every customer. Um, Many salespeople assume that after one sales presentation, The prospect is as familiar with the details of the product or service as they are. This is a big mistake. Um, So he has like, show the customer, tell the customer, ask the customer. Uh, You gotta get them talking about it, right? Um, Poor salespeople are often so nervous that they race through their product description without giving the prospect an opportunity to question or object. Uh, The more competent you become at learning your prospects' real needs and the better you teach your customer how to get the very most out of what you sell, the more the customer will like you, trust you, and want to do business with you over and over again. All right. So educational selling. Don't assume that your donors actually know what you're talking about. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you one more thing from Brian Tracy, and then we'll wrap up for the day. And this is from the chapter on mega credibility, right? Building mega credibility. Obviously, having credibility with your donors is super important. First thing I'll say about building credibility with your donors is to honor them by giving them honest answers. And here's the the best advice I can give you today. If you have an answer that sucks, admit it. Like, have you ever been answering a question? And you know, your answer sucks, but you're acting like everything's okay. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Like, don't tell a donor a terrible answer and act like everything's okay. honor them by admitting that sometimes our answers suck. And most of the donors that we are working with, okay, okay, let's just say this, first of all, um, they're sure, are we going to work with a donor who is the young millionaire? Oh, would we be so lucky, right? But most of our donors are in the second half of life, or even the final quarter of life, or maybe they're even down to the last minutes, right? Okay, maybe not final minutes, but right our donors are in the latter years of life for the most part and you know what they have seen throughout their lives they have seen that life is messy they know that it's not perfect they 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 build a business they were they were in business they've had their own ventures their own enterprises and They know that in in all these different places where they where they worked and they lived life that it was never perfect. They presided over maybe a big, beautiful family, but they know that their family wasn't perfect. In their own lives, nothing was ever perfect. So if you present your organization as if everything is is perfect, if you're never vulnerable with them and never willing to admit, hey, we're not where we'd like to be here. Like If you're not willing to admit that, you're, they know you're not being real. Have you ever said, we don't like where we're at in this area? We don't like where we're at in this situation. We're working to be better. We'd like to be here. We're not happy with where we are, but yeah, this is where we are right now. If you never have those honest conversations with your donors, they know that you are just blowing smoke. So honor your donors by having open and honest conversations with them. Don't feel like you have to always paint a rosy picture. Okay, I'm gonna read and elaborate on a few other things in this chapter, chapter 12 on building uh, mega credibility. Um, Again, here's a quote from Thomas Jefferson here, honesty is the first chapter of the book of wisdom. Um, The antidote to this natural and normal skepticism and lack of trust or confidence in any sales offer is credibility, right? We we build credibility by being honest, being vulnerable. Credibility is the core issue in any purchase decision. A few other bits of advice he has is dress for success and look the part, right? Like dress appropriately, whatever organization you're representing, like your dress should should match the feel and the tone of your organization you should be dressed nice uh not too nice i I mean again it just depends on your organization but like when i was at the reagan ranch i always remember that that we represented the legacy of the 40th president of the united states but i also represented that legacy at his ranch right not necessarily at the white house so i i look nice um I I remember this uh, fundraising coach that I worked with years ago, who talked about how every fundraiser needed a really unmemorable suit, just like your standard suit that was very unmemorable. Um, Now, again, there could be other organizations where dress would be different, but right, look the part. Um, Accessories can help you or hurt you as a point that um, Brian Tracy has here. I always remember this. I once went and asked somebody for a gift of $10,000. And the I made the ask at the donor's office. I had driven to the appointment and parked outside the donor's office and went inside, um, saw his assistant, right? Saw the receptionist. The donor never saw I never had any reason to believe the donor saw what kind of car I was driving, but he had watched me unbeknownst to me. And I had driven to the meeting in a Hummer. (laughs) I asked for the gift Uh, the ask went well. Uh, we were emailing back and forth to close the gift. He agreed to give the gift and then he's, he added, uh, uh just a bit of advice he said the next time you come and ask for a gift don't pull up in a hummer um that was just just i always remember that um another point from brian tracy here a positive mental attitude right oh yeah positive mental attitude this is important um and then final thing from brian tracy here is your most valuable asset, the second part of mega credibility is the reputation of your company. Um, According to Theodore Levitt of Harvard Business School, a company's most valuable asset is how it is known by its customers. This reputation is made up of many factors that customers experience in dealing with the company. So yeah, just remember you are Everything you do, you are building a reputation. All business is show business, yes. Like there should be some theater and drama to what you're doing. All business is show business. So the fourth part of mega credibility is the presentation. Yeah, there should as you cultivate the donor, there should be a little drama and your, your donor should feel like they're on this great, like they are the, the main character in this great story that is being told. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Hey, a couple of notes before I sign off. I am having truly too much fun creating some fun posts on Instagram and TikTok. Yes, we have a TikTok account for Major Gifts Fundraiser. So, Uh, And of course we're on Facebook and LinkedIn too. So go connect with us over there. All right, Uh, let me just say one thing that annoys me sometimes about social media. I was at Starbucks a while back and they had a poster up plugging their social media accounts with the text, let's be friends. And I was annoyed when I saw that because I was like, no, you don't want to be friends with me. You want to market to me. You don't want to be my friend. You want to broadcast to me. You just want me to like or follow you so i'll see your stuff and look i'm just telling you that's i actually want to be friends with you i want to speak into your life to encourage you to cheer you on and i want to connect with you i want to like actually see your name and see your face and know who you are and so search for major guest fundraiser on these platforms and yeah like i'm there and would love to connect. And you can always reach out to me personally. The email is clark at major That's clark at major gifts And remember, uh, I've mentioned this in the last couple of episodes, but we do have some opportunities coming up for uh, some coaching with me uh, and our team. Uh, whether that's coaching you through your year end or joining one of our little pods or consortiums for group coaching in the new year, um, head on over to majorguestfundraiser.com to learn more. All right, that's it. That's really all I have for you today. Uh, I think this is it. I'm going to move on to something next with the, less, with the next episode. But again, the book, we've used as a jumping off point for the last few episodes. Be a Sell Superstar by Brian Tracy. 21 great ways to sell more, faster, easier, and in tough markets. Go listen to some Brian Tracy books. You won't regret it. All right, that's it. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Have a great day. Hey, Monica here. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast and getting some great Bits of information from each episode. I want to take just a minute and talk with you about how you can work with Clark as your development coach, or as he likes to put it, your mountain guide. If you were going to trek into the mountains, you may hire a mountain guide. If it's a big mountain and you don't know the terrain and you don't have experience in those parts, you certainly should have a guide. So when it comes to nonprofit development and major gifts fundraising, Clark can be that guide. He has been in these mountains before. He has over 20 years of experience and has raised millions of dollars for all different types of organizations. He knows what to expect. He's seen a lot. He knows the terrain. And like a mountain guide, he can help you. He can't take the steps for you, but he can take them with you. He has a map. He has a plan. He knows the weather. He can be your guide. So if you're looking for a coach to help take you to new heights, we're here to help. We can put together a custom coaching package that works for you. For more information, reach out to me on email at monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's monica, M-O-N-I-C-A at majorgiftsfundraiser.com.